Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Crossing Swords. I'm Andrew. And I'm not going to beat around the bush guys, let's jump straight into it. It's World Cup time. No, I can't do that with my voice, can as it is. That <laughs> I'm did not excited. I'm <laughs> less did exci- not work out it at didn't. all. I'm less excited than Jake. No, I can't do it. No, just give it up bro. Is this part of me that feels like I might get it? And Let me have a drink of water and I'll go again. Alright guys, hold for the professionalism that is Jake. So he can attend. No, it's not no. going to happen. But you can shut up about professionalism. We had a guest on, and you like your phone went off. You took phone calls. You broke. I the did studio. not take a phone. You call. broke the studio. Um, right. So this week we're going to talk about the World Cup in 2022 in Qatar. Yes, uh, a country that I've been to. Oh, nice one. I believe you got laid on that trip. Well, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> we're not going to say whether they were male or female. It doesn't matter. No, and we're not going to say whether they were human. No, well, exactly. Um, but yeah, so... I forgot what we were talking I got so distracted. Oh, the World Cup. Yes. So let me just get my position out of the way straight away. Yeah, what about your point? My point? Yeah, well, you were talking about your position. It was a sex joke. <laughs> um, anyway, going back to the actual podcast now and not Jake's juvenile behaviour... Um, I'm vehemently against the upcoming World Cup. Um, I believe more people should be boycotting it. Um, I will play no part in it whatsoever. I don't care if England... When you say play no part in it, I didn't expect that you were going to get a call up. How dare you? (laughs) We both know by the time it rolls round, we're going to blow up and get invited out. Now you might get invited, but two years from now, I just think you're going to be too old, bro. No, fair enough. But, um, so yeah, I... I will, even if England somehow get to the World Cup final, which is incredibly unlikely anyway, but even if they did, I would not watch the game. I will watch no games, no matter who it is, what round, whatever. I'm going to have no part of it whatsoever. <coughs> it's a very marred World Cup. Yeah, so um, we decided to do a bit like uh, with the 9-11 conspiracy episode. We're going to talk what well, I'm going to try and convince Jake why he should do the same. And it's, it's, it's an interesting one because I want to. Yeah. It's just, you know, there's football on. So out of curiosity, what would be your, uh, straight off the bat, what would be your reasonings for not boycotting it? Because it's football and it's on. I mean, it's, it is literally as simple as that. It's, okay, it's so it's just being a fan of football. It's just being a fan of football. The there's football on telly, I'm going to watch it. Right. I watch some of the shittiest games just because they're on Man United Wolves I watched not long ago who gives a flying fuck about Man United Wolves <laughs> and it was a shit game but I sat and watched it true um, right so I think the best place for me to start is the beginning and obviously the controversial uh, circumstances in which Qatar won the World Cup yes um, um, so obviously straight away, I believe at the time, England was one of the favourites to actually win the bid at the time. Us or the USA, I think it might have been. Mm. <clears throat> but um, And even if you go back and watch the video of when Qatar is announced as the winners... One there's, no, guy, there's no shock, is there's not exactly a... Well, no, no, but like one guy stands up who isn't shocked... And is having to tell the others, get up and clap, get up and clap, get up and clap. Because all of them are like, what, what, we won? Um, Because, I mean, the basics of the situation is they only had a few stadiums, uh, no infrastructure, not enough hotels, not enough roads. Literally, they have 
in any conceivable sense. Just because these are these are the criteria by which a host city, a host city, a host country has to be. Yeah, you have to have <clears throat> a certain number of adequate venues. By adequate venues, they mean you know high quality a, a Premier League level stadium, a, yeah. a, a, a well, a national team host. Yeah, you have to. <clears throat> You have to have the infrastructure and the infrastructure. Yeah, and People have to include, be able to get to your country yeah. and they have to be able to get around when they're in your yeah. country. Let alone um, what's available to them when they're there. So um, like your hotels, travel, um, the rules when you're in their country, all these sorts of things. And if you were to base Qatar's bid off of everyone else's, there is no way possible there's any legitimate reason as to why they won the bid. And then obviously what came afterwards was all the controversy with the um, corruption in FIFA. That broke, that broke not long after the scan, uh, yeah, after the because Qatar it, it shone a light on it. Because what it did was there's a lot of there's a lot of corruption in FIFA that kind of goes under the rug <clears throat> and you kind of go, oh, well, it seems dodgy, but whatever. Yeah. But Qatar being handed the World Cup was very much like a, now hang on a minute, we this can't just ignore far. this. this and I mean, far. one of the biggest things the controversies about it is and admittedly this does rule out a lot of countries being host nations unfortunately that's just the way it is in my opinion it's cruel is it's too hot you cannot feasibly play but, but we'll get we'll get to um, all of those sort of points I'm going to bring it back right, to... but just but just on a base level yeah. you've automatically got to say they're not so it's a summer tournament yeah. guys you can't have it if you we yeah. can't come to your country in summer you can't have it yeah Right, so going back to the bidding situation, afterwards, 14 of the 22 FIFA official um, executives that were involved in um, Qatar's vote, or that voted for them, were banned or discredited for dubious practices. Um, since That makes it sound far nicer than it is, than dubious been, practices. There has been... Sounds like a band. Witness testimony in court um, that free, um, I keep getting get the, getting the wrong word. Uh, what's the word I just used? Um, I don't know. FIFA officials. I was I paying just, attention to the concepts of the dubious practices and, and thinking um, up there. So witness music. testimony had three uh, executive FIFA officials, um, including someone who's been named since the Godfather of football corruption. His name is Ricardo Texera. Can we just say though? It's a cool fucking nickname. It As is. nicknames go, that's yeah. a fucking Mac Daddy of nicknames. It's pretty If cool. you want to be like, what do you do? You're like, I'm the godfather of football corruption. That's the fucking shit, yeah. isn't it? He took, <clears throat> along with uh, two other members, one million for his vote. Um, and those are just the ones we know about. Do you know what gets um, a lot of, gets passed around a lot during the FIFA corruption thing that came out quite a lot? <clears throat> It's a lot of watches. Yeah, who was. who has that many? Like, you only have one wrist. You only need to tell the time once. <laughs> Why are there so many fucking watches? Who gives a shit about watches? Um, and in the case of Ricardo Texera, FIFA actually refers. Sorry, the Godfather. The of Godfather football of football corruption. corruption. Please, Sorry. please give um, my man some respect. FIFA refers to uh, this witness testimony as one of their reasons to ban him from all football, as well as bribery relating to TV rights. But yet, FIFA denies the bribery claims, even though in their reasons for banning him, they, they claimed s- bribery. They claimed bribery. So, <clears throat> different bribery in it. Um, different thing. So yeah, just on that level alone, at the start of it all, it was all won by corruption. And so, for me, when the new board came in at FIFA, I personally believe the tournament should have been taken away from them. 
in my opinion, just at that Re- point. Like a revote. Yeah, there should have been another vote. It's, um, yeah, I, I agree on that front. I mean, it just seems ludicrous yeah. that we've just admitted that the last, like, you know, obviously it's been going on years, but yeah. even if we just admit the last, like, four years, three years yeah. have been corrupt as shit, yeah. you should say, right, really sorry, guys, this but we're going to undo everything. And look, look most Qatar, of you, you can rebid, you most can... of you are going to win again, probably, because yeah. you won because you were the right choice. Yeah. But some of you won't. We won. have to go through the process again properly. Um, so, all right, so fast forward a few years since they've won it, because it's been quite a while now. I think it's something like eight years since the bid happened, maybe ten and um, I happened to watch a documentary done by Sky Sports with Gary Neville. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, you're about to say, I don't know if you've heard of him. I'm like, no, I've, no, I've heard of Gary Neville. Where he actually went out to Qatar to look what's going on out there. And he claimed they were given access all areas. He could ask whatever questions he liked, <clears throat> do whatever he liked, go wherever he liked. Yeah, they're not the kind of state where you can actually do that, though. Exactly. In fairness to him, he was allowed to go wherever he liked. But he swore he was going to ask the tough questions. He didn't, or when he did, he very much accepted the first answer he was given and didn't question it. Um, well, so, I mean, just to, in his credit, he's not like a hard-hitting journalist. He's no, a former but when fullback. The, no, 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 but at the start of the documentary, when he says he's not going to let them get away with um, dodging questions or not no, answering... No, but it takes a certain metal to kind of stand up to, in that place and keep um, asking. And at the end of the documentary, I very much was a bit like, wow, that was just... Pathetic. Yeah, it was completely pointless. It actually made me think a little bit less of Gary Neville, to be honest with you. I'm actually a big fan of Gary Neville. Um, so Someone's right. got to be. He actually sat down with the head of uh, the Qatari bid and he said, right, let's address the elephant in the room. The there probably was an actual elephant in the room uh, as well. <laughs> but he said to a him, obviously there's a huge amount of claims about how many people have died building the stadiums. Now, that straight off the bat, <clears> that is my biggest issue. Mine too. With the Qatari World it's, Cup, to be it's honest, the amount of people <clears> that have died in that country. It's the only reason that I would consider boycotting it. The, the corruption and stuff is like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, the, 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 the death understand. of the migrant that, workers that's, that's fine. is 100% one of the things now, that I would boycott. Amnesty International estimate that from the time they won the bids to the time the first football is kicked a minimum of 4,000 migrant workers will die now the reason it's migrant workers is because it's an oil rich country and they don't have a working class pretty much in Qatar well the thing the thing about Qatar um, is, is, is basically a lot of the workers that you'll come across mm. have basically all come up from kind of Ethiopia Eurethia well, basically you, all those countries down the east well, coast they, of Africa well no where they've come from <clears throat> that are right next to the Gulf Nepal Bangladesh India Pakistan, those are the majority of the migrant workers. Interesting, because I did encounter a lot of migrant workers when I was there, and the majority came from that really? eastern coast. Sudan well, they were, they and weren't even mentioned. Because, <clears throat> just because of where it is, it's literally mm. the other side of the sea. Well, they weren't even mentioned. Those are the ones. Um, and not, but, 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 but Pakistan, Iran, they're also the other side of the sea. They're closer to Qatar, but yeah, so just, those are all the... So just yeah. for a moment, let it sink in that by the time the first football was kicked, an estimated 4,000 migrant workers will die. But to to play devil's advocate, estimated doesn't mean shit. Well, you say that now. You and I both know that a lot of people have died. That matters. When but an estimation. When is... Gary Neville brought this up with the head of the bid, he said, and I'm probably slightly paraphrasing, that people should be ashamed of themselves for believing the false accusations that are being levelled at them. And when Gary Neville said, "So, what are the official figures for people that have died working on the Qatar World Cup?" He said three. It's a lot more than three. Now, 
what I will say, and it's not in Qatar's defence in the slightest, the figures that have been taken for the deaths in Qatar have been taken for all work-related deaths in Qatar, not just relating to the World Cup, because actually there are no official figures for people who have died working on the Qatari World Cup other than the three that that head of the Qatari World Cup bid has admitted to. There is nothing. That being, and even Amnesty International have admitted there are no official figures other than the work-related deaths overall. And FIFA and Qatar have both said the 4,000 figure is relating to all deaths in Qatar for work-related incidents, not the World Cup. So they're claiming there's a completely separate number, which is free. So let me just, for a second here, so we're meant to believe that by the time, in that 10-year space, 4,000 people will die, and only three of them have worked on the World Cup. Yeah, it's, it's uh, <clears throat> I mean, there's this, because the thing is, when they were announced that they had given the, the, the bid, <clears throat> they had zero stadiums that were equipped to host a World Cup. Yeah. Zero. They had mm. to build every one. There, were, there was one that they needed to just sort of vamp up massively, but they needed to build several I'm stadiums from find scratch. the figure that they will have spent on the World Cup. Yeah, there it is. By the time the first football is kicked, they would have spent at least a hundred billion on doing this World Cup. Nothing money to them, though. Probably not. No. So, um, so yeah. That, that, and what I found really disappointing in the documentary was at the end of it, after hearing that those figures, and he was told only three people have died. He was like, "Well, I can't really call them liars, can I? And I'd like to believe they're not lying." Yeah, but we we all know. Um, sorry, now going on... To and then, to be fair, technically speaking, they're not lying because the official number is three. Well, the thing is, that's not even... I mean, I'm being generous by saying it's an official number. It's just the first number Qatar of a... Or a it's interesting, though. Where do, you think that, where do you think that came from? Do you think they, they sat down in the room and they said, look, we can't say zero, no one will believe it. Yeah. What's a good number of people to have died? And yeah. they all kind of pitched and they were like 12. They were like, too mm. high, man too high they're not going to trust us and someone's like one they're like one don't be so fucking stupid that sounds made up and yeah. before they settled on like how do you think that discussion went <laughs> I, before someone was like three I think, I think literally it might have been a conversation just before the guy went on camera with Gary Neville and he was like look we can't get away with zero just give me a number and they've gone three is the magic number I was, I was going to say in the background yeah. on the radio three is <laughs> the magic, magic number, number. <laughs> and they're like three three just sort of looked at each other. Three, three, yeah. three's good. Three. So, all right. So for me alone, the deaths in that country is enough to boycott it. But anyway, I'm going to go on to um, more to do with the migrant workers. Well, I was going to say Not ignoring the death. Ignoring the deaths for Just a moment. Just the way they. So say, all right, all right. So let's uh, let's say that Qatar is telling the truth and only three people have died. Sure, 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 sure. I personally sure. don't even feel that's an okay number. But anyway, I'll move past that. So we'll say we can accept three people have died and that's okay. The standards for... Or no, yeah, just how no, they the get over there. Just how they've the had they to get, get over there. there, the workers. All, the majority of the workers to get over to Qatar and be allowed to work there on the World Cup have had to go through a sponsorship system. So to get to Qatar, these 
workers, which are all men, well, yeah, I'd say are all men, have had to pay anywhere between $2,000 and $10,000 to have the right to come over. And they would have to pay an agency to sponsor them to come over here and work. And then they they would have incurred that debt just to come over. So they're coming over. Straight away working off debt. Yeah. Um, And... uh, As you can imagine, they're paid migrant wages. Yeah, and it could... And normally... A good wage for those workers currently is two hundred dollars a month. So just pure maths on its own. If they're only be and and that's not the wages they were promised when they were coming over, as you can imagine. Um, so on top of that, the agencies would sell them a certain job. So there was quite a few cases of um, electricians that have been told you're going to be working on the electrics for the stadium, and they get there and they might do it for a week, and then they get shoved onto shit jobs at lower pay, um, and there's nothing they can do. They're literally. They're speaking a... of nothing, they can do. What's interesting is a lot of the stories <clears throat> sort of go the same way. That when they arrive, they have their passports taken. And that's one of the things I was going to get onto. They're in a position where. So they really do can't say no. They can't go no, anywhere. They and can't do anything. And they are threatened by their boss, uh, or uh, they're made to believe that if they kick up a fuss about anything. So all right. So not even the fact that they get paid such a low amount of money and they lie to getting over there and they've had to go into debt while they're there. Um, again nearly every single time they're meant to get paid it's delayed by months so they're getting paid pittance in a tournament where they are spending a hundred billion and one they can't afford to pay people more than 200 pound a month or 200 dollars a month sorry and they can't even fucking pay it to them on time yeah well in in the hope that and uh, these maybe... men have come over here desperately seeking a better life for their families that are still home and have had to spend years away from their family and these men are in tears on camera saying like i'm literally i'm eating if i'm lucky a slice of bread a day i've got one bottle of water to last me the day and i'm having to wait months to get paid um and they're getting threats about their family and their debt back home and their families are going hungry and all this sort of thing. Now then, when all of this came out, the Qatari government banned the use of these sponsorship schemes that these men could come over and work and not have to incur um, any debt to do so. And they then introduced a system of which people could be refunded the money they'd paid to be sponsored to come over to pay off that debt. In the documentary Gary Neville did, he um, went over to talk to the first group of migrant workers he saw and he said to them, did you guys have to pay to come over here? And they said, yeah. And they all had varying different numbers. And he said, are you aware that you can get the money back? And he said, yeah, it's, we were told that two years ago. None of us have had our money back. And he went to several different groups. No one had been given their money back. All of them have had their pay delayed. And um, he then went to the manager that was walking him around. And he said, why haven't they had their money back? And he said, oh, we'll sort that out. And then he went around and got their receipts for their sponsorship and stuff like that. And the migrant workers were still like, yeah, we're not going to get our money back. It's all it's all for show. It's all for yeah. camera to say we're doing the right thing, but we're not. <clears throat> all right. Now, again, with the migrant workers, Gary Neville got to walk around one of the facilities. And he got to go into one of their rooms. And they could have anywhere between five to ten men sleeping in a room. Yeah, and it, it, it counters the official Qatari thing where they say that they're limited to four a room. Yeah. And <clears throat> there's not going to be, you know, obviously it's, it's all subjective. They won't be cramped. They're, 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 there's ample uh, meals available. Mm. None of that is the case. No. Um, and most of this has all been uh, brought out by a German news outlet called WDR. 
Um, they're the main ones that have been pushing getting as much truth out there as possible. Um, they can't uh, change job or change to another company while they're out there because the the employer withhold their paperwork, their passports and their pay. So they are trapped by the company they're working for and there's literally nothing they can do. Um, Nepal, and CS so yeah, so and Nepal's government in terms of the migrant workers death so it's whether we're saying we can believe uh, the figures or not this is Nepal's government's official records since 2009 to 2019 1,426 of their migrant workers have died in Qatar uh, FIFA's response a little more than three so uh, FIFA's response to that statement from the Nepal government was to say that these allegations relate to different projects unrelated to the World Cup but they're not denying the deaths no. <clears throat> also, that's just the Nepalese numbers. Yeah. You've got to take into account all the other countries which all have migrant experts, workers there. All of the experts, because I watched a few videos online, have said the figure of 4,000 is a very conservative it's one. A, it's a very low ball. Um, uh, the only company that has been described as breaching workers' rights uh, in regards to the World Cup. So with all of this we're talking about, only one company has been said to be breaking the rights and that was on building the Albite Stadium. Um, uh, Amnesty International have said that since they've... Because Qatar put through emergency workers' rights reforms to try and improve things. And that was done, I believe, two or three years ago. And since then, nothing has changed. Literally nothing. Um, Sorry, I thought I might fake shot. <laughs> I thought that might be appropriate. Um, but, like I said in the beginning, Amnesty International and other organisations have admitted that all of these um, figures that I'm giving you are related to people not working on the World Cup. Um, because there are no official figures for anyone working on the World Cup. No. So that on its own stinks to me. Um so yeah, my problem with all of it is, so you've got the corruption in the beginning, which all right, I could get over. You've then got the deaths. You've then got the appalling treatment of the men while they're there. Um, the exploitation of innocent people that are just desperate to provide for their families. Here's the other thing as well, is is the... Um, <clears throat> so Qatar just hosted the World Championships, the Athletic World Championships, to yeah. kind of debut one of the stadiums and to show that they're ready to host. Yeah. First of all, just want to say the stadium was empty for most of it, yeah. which means you can't fill a stadium. You, you, it's fucking pointless. Clearly, no one gives a shit about sports. Well, they... But, but none of this is mentioning. We're you talking about? I mean, I, I want to say it's the first time the studio's fallen apart. It's not. No. Um, but you're talking about the migrants' conditions. While they're there working, you're yeah. talking about the deaths. You're talking about the the lack of paperwork, the withholding of paperwork and, yeah. and passports. Nothing is even. You know, we don't even know what's going to happen when it's finished. Yeah. Are these people going to be allowed to go back? Are they going to be kept? Are they going to be compensated? They're just going to be. Once the World Cup is hosted for Qatar, it's done. It's done, it's over, which means all the other stuff is like, no, you're not important, well, you're done, go away. What the Qataris have said, though, and it sort of made me laugh, like, sort of at the end of the documentary, is uh, the stadiums, quite a few of them, apparently, are going to be turned into community centres, um, and there will be jobs afterwards, 
and all these sorts of things and they'll provide accommodation for people that are homeless and you know support them saying, afterwards saying all the right things yeah but what about all the fucking people in the meantime yeah it's it's um, sort of like killing a man to save a man's life it's like mm. but look i saved someone's life well, you, you know ironically by doing the thing that you're trying to stop right so at this point i've gone through sort of my my facts and my bits are researched um and i sort of wrote a list of what concerns me about all of it uh, the first one was that it seems okay to say that, and this is from FIFA and Qatar, that these deaths are unrelated to the World Cup, so that's okay. Yeah, never so mind that there are people dying. Yeah, it's not it, our problem. It, it, it's, it's okay because they're not working on the World Cup, so you can still come to our country guilt-free or watch the World Cup and not feel guilty that thousands of people have died in that country because they didn't work on the World Cup. And that's believing them that only three people have died working on the World Cup. Um, the next one is that Qatar is spending a hundred billion on the World Cup and can't afford to pay people properly or on time. Um, Qatar is preying on the vulnerable people from vulnerable nations, India, Nepal, Bangladesh, um, and using them to their advantage. That nearly fifteen hundred um, Nepalese migrant workers that we know of have died. Um, that despite reform, air quotes, nothing has changed. The fact the official number for the deaths is free when in the last 10 years an estimated, well, I've given you the numbers, have died. Um, and yeah, he's giving you the numbers, guys. Go back and do the fucking work. Yeah, Come on, then, guys. I just, after all of that, I cannot see what the justification is for anyone wanting anything to do with this World Cup. Well, here's, here's my thoughts on it as well. Is, is, like, is it worth it? At the end of the day, if you were kind of, there could be an argument made if you were kind of, building an empire, protecting the peace. I disagree with it. I still think it's all wrong, but there could be a kind of a... It's a fucking sporting yeah, event. Yeah, it's been done like, for a fucking football It's an entertaining... Tournament. It's an entertainment sporting event. Like, it, ultimately, it's not worth spending a hundred billion fucking pounds on. It's no. not. It's just not. It's ludicrous. That's why it's far better to have it in a country that's already equipped to host it. Yeah. My other, one, of my, one of my other big issues with it being in Qatar... And it does rule out, unfortunately, this issue, again, does rule out a lot of, like the, the, the weather conditions, it does rule out a lot of nations ever hosting it. Yeah. I do appreciate that. But, a big issue for me is it is a dry country. And you are sending some of the, and traditionally speaking, a lot of the football fans, Russians, <clears throat> Brit, obviously Brits, yeah. um, Americans, if they qualify, these are all big, you know, Germans, they're all big drinking nations. They associate sport with drinking as well, well so that, they that, go that and get drunk. That was one of the things that Gary so Neville Qatar quite is, seriously addressed so when Qatar, he But Qatar are saying, you know, there are going to be wet zones, there are going to mm. be areas, but, like, you can't expect these people to stay within those zones. They're going to go out, they're going to yeah. get drunk in one and then leave. You, But, but basically the idea is... <clears throat> for the laws of the country, if you go into this, one of these wet zones and get drunk, you essentially have to sober up and stay there before you leave because you cannot really? be... Well, there's nothing official about that, but you can't be intoxicated on the streets. Really? So if you leave that and you're intoxicated... I you're just suddenly, thought it was you couldn't drink in public in that country, You're suddenly that, susceptible um... to, to the same laws. Yeah. So it's like... And no, no one's addressing it. No one's saying this. Mm. But it's like... but So you're expecting them to just... Have a few drinks in their hotel, and nothing, nothing more than that. Yeah. These are football fans, for goodness' sake. 
I dread to think the havoc that English fans are going to wreak on that country. <coughs> it just it just baffles me that, that that for me I know I have a big problem with alcohol and the alcoholic um, relationship with a lot of nations and the I, Western I, civilization. I but the, the idea that you wouldn't take that into consideration mm. as a as a as a awarding a, a tournament like this that is so heavily associated with drink in mm. many cultures is just oh, beyond me. By the way, apparently prices for pints in Qatar are going to be up to nine pounds a pint. Yeah, they were quite. They were. They weren't cheap when I was there. But mm. there are. But there, yeah, there are places you can go and drink. Mm. But yeah, it's. I think for me though, with those sorts of things, um, that's one of my least problems with the World Cup. But for me, if you're going out there, you should respect the laws of the country you're going to. So if they ever, zero, I don't think we've got a problem with that. I think <clears> the one thing we zero, know about Brits abroad is that they're very respectful. <laughs> very respectful of other cultures. The thing is, though, if Brits go out there, get drunk and get arrested, it's on their, it's on them. It's not on the Qataris. The Qataris are quite clear on their laws. So if we have hundreds of Brits being arrested because they can't control whilst themselves, I do, that's on those Whilst Brits. I do agree with that, part of me does think of the scorpion and the frog. Hmm. It's you, you, the tale of the scorpion and the frog, where the frog helps the scorpion across the... And he, and he stings him, him and he says, I'm a, I'm a scorpion. It's part of me can't help thinking of that. Like, it's in their nature. Like, I know I don't want it to be, yeah. and I'd love us to find a way to do it, but you kind of have to... If no, you're organising it, you kind of have to I'm accept that it is. I'm just going to zero sympathy for them when it inevitably happens. And I just think it's one of the, <laughs> it's one of the countries, it's one of the parts of the world where I really, really wouldn't want to be in prison. Mm. I mean, Absolutely. being in France or something is one thing, but but. And the thing is, look, I'm 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 not naive to the fact that my wish that people would boycott this World Cup isn't going to happen. Um, I think it's a deep shame that the FA haven't taken a stance on it and withdrawn from the competition. I think that's exactly what they should do. Um, I feel sorry for any people. Of, I would, for the record, I would fully support the FA pulling out of the Get a World Cup. Yeah. Um, fully. So for me, I, I think my question I would ask anyone who's listened to this, and I probably haven't uh, done this in the most succinct way, is just why would you watch it beyond the fact you're a football fan? How can you justify in your head that so many people have died in that country to build, even if it's not related to the World Cup, the infrastructure that that country needs. I mean, they've had to build brand new cities from the ground up to make this World Cup happen. Um, and thousands of people have died, and I just can't... Um, you know, I nearly boycotted the Russian World Cup over their stance on homosexuality. Um and I, I did for most of it, and then I sort of relented when England got further into the competition. But I'm dead set on this one that I'm not going to have anything to do with it whatsoever. No, and you've been pretty much from the outset. You've yeah. Been... <clears throat> um, the corruption side of it doesn't bother me. The world is corrupt. People are greedy. I can't, you know, that's how it's always going to be. No, but the humanitarian side of it. But the humanitarian side of it, I just I can't square away that while my country plays on a football pitch, how many people would have died to get them on that football pitch. And that's it. Um, Died so that someone can kick a fucking ball. I mean, yeah. I love football. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But fuck me. It's not that big a deal. And the, and the, and it was... The thing that really turned me and made me angry was when the Qatari official said that people like me should be ashamed of myself for believing the rumours that people have died in that 
building the World Cup, they should be ashamed that 4,000 people will have died in their country just working in general, let alone on the World Cup, and that they think it's okay that to any, say... That anyone's dying. Yeah, that <clears throat> three people have died on the World Cup, that that makes it okay. For me, three people dying to make that World Cup happen is too much. There shouldn't be a single person dying to make that World Cup happen. If a country doesn't have the infrastructure or workforce in place to make something happen, then it shouldn't happen. It's it's for me as well. It's one of those things where in in <clears throat> those kind of two or three countries, the 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 UAE, uh, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, where you kind of have these these royal figures and these yeah. kind of very very high ups. Who <clears throat> what really bothers me? And it's so it's so common in them mm. to to be very dismissive of every problem. But when a camera comes onto them or the outside world comes and says, you know what the fuck. Yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna fix this? They go, yeah, absolutely, we're gonna fix this. And then nothing happens. And it's like, but they, it might as well be like, oh, can you um, can you just stand up so I can check for the remote? And they go, yes. And you're like, what? Well, are you are you gonna stand up though? I mean, it's literally you could do something <laughs> right now. You're proving that you don't mean a word that you say. And they don't. They, they just. Isn't there's nothing about that the royals that that make me think. Anything of them is the truth. No, and I, I mean, the only thing I would say in fairness to Qatar is that the things like the sponsorship system and the abuse of migrant workers isn't just them. No. It's all of the oil-rich nations, uh, Abu Dhabi and the, the UAE, it, it's, it's all the same. Um, people are exploited and fucked over in those countries, left, right and centre. Yeah, no, and, and um, it's, it's, just, it's just so frustrating that the, someone's... <clears throat> an official saying putting in this policy to go yeah you can reclaim your money mm. and then knowing full well that no one is ever getting a fucking penny of that no ever um, and there's been cases of uh, a few companies going out of business in Qatar and their workers never having been paid yeah no absolutely and, and never will be paid no um, and I'd, I'd just I'd just love to know how they sleep at night honestly to be honest with you I think there's a genuine belief that they are better mm. than the than the, the yeah, workers. I think you're probably exactly right. They see themselves as above them, and that that comes from that. I just want to be very clear that doesn't come from a a racial a racial place. From the fact that they're it's a a Arabic, system. it's the royal thing. It's the yeah. fact that they're it's a <coughs> it's a class system. Yeah, because I believe it exists in this country as well. I think the the upper class genuinely don't give a flying fuck about the lower class because they genuinely see themselves as above yeah. them. And I've, I think, to be honest with you as well, um, another person I hold accountable for all of this is Infantino, <clears throat> the FIFA president. He has done absolutely nothing since taking over to address the corruption. Um, the f like For me, how he can be happy that so many people are dying in a country that he's taking what's supposed to be the biggest spectacle in the world to... And has done nothing to combat any of it. And is, if anything... If it's no, just... We've aided it. We've moved it to a fucking winter tournament yeah. so that they can host it. And that's yeah. another... <clears throat> you saying about... That, when I said, oh, I'll watch football just because mm. it's on. And a big part of the World Cup is it's on in the summer. There's no football. I've usually yeah. been about four weeks without football by the start of the tournament. Yeah. So I'm just at that point where I'm like... Because I kind of... I go through the football, get into the season. I'm like, oh, I'm glad that's done. I'm fucking... I'm done with it. Then a few weeks, three, four weeks, and I sort of, and I sort of miss it. So yeah. it comes at just the right time that I can pick it up. Yeah. And there's a game on every couple of days, or every day. You can come in and out of it because mm. you don't really give a shit about some games. With it being in the winter, 
<clears throat> that does change things because the winter schedule is so fucking packed in this country. Yeah. We're overloaded with football. Yeah. Genuinely, by the time the third round of the FA Cup came in, I'd watched so much football over the last month or so. I was genuinely like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care because there's been so much football. It's like, <clears throat> and usually there's a, it's a shift in actually when football comes on the telly, I'm like, oh, game on, I might watch that. But yeah. at that point, during the winter break just gone, I genuinely went, or the winter period, I was going like, oh, again? Like, yeah. how the fuck is there still football on? Like, that's, yeah. for me, that's too much. So the idea that it's going to come during that period, in the middle of the season, when we've already got, when we've already had football, 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 it just, it's, it's a bit too much. So it probably will be easier for me to boycott it yeah. based on that. I, th- I think for me, like, um, I, I don't want it to sound like I'm coming across preachy or that I'm trying to guilt people into not watching it. I just want people to naturally not be okay with thousands of people dying. And I think it's a shame that we can turn a blind eye to nowhere, like It's that. nowhere near us though, isn't it? So people are kind of okay with it. No. They don't have to confront it. It's not no. part of their lives. No. Um, but yeah, I, I think for me, that my final thing to say is just that I will have no part in any of it. I won't watch any of it. Um, I won't want to talk to anyone about it. Um, I'd, Inter- I'd, really? Mm. So you don't even want to discuss it? You don't even want to say someone said... Oh, did you see Harry Kane's goal not, last not night? Not necessarily did you see it, but yeah, but like, um, oh, you know, Brazil are playing really well. Do you, you know... Not interested. What do you think's changed? Not interested. You won't, you'll have no part of it? No. I'd, even if England win <coughs> the World Cup, I could not care less. For me, it will be marred by the fact... I, I'd have to admit, I'd rather not... I never thought I'd say that. I'd rather not win it, because I'd rather... Mm. It, it would mar- feel stained. Yeah, for me, it would be. It's a blood stained tournament. I know, I'd quite. I would quite fully support the mm. FA pulling out of the tournament. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd absolutely be behind it. So yeah, no That's doubt. In, no doubt in my it. mind. Um, I just don't know if I can boycott it. Fair enough. I just don't know if it, when it comes down to it, when it's on, can I watch it? Although it, it, I guess it's sort of not dissimilar to the Africa Cup of Nations when they had it on historically in the winter, and they mm. will this year, and it's like. I don't know, there's this thing about winter football. I said, I feel like I'm just overloaded with football. Yeah. And so I don't miss it. I don't feel like I want to watch it. It's too much. So maybe I will. Maybe maybe the fact that it's moved to the winter will help me mm. not watch it. But it's going to fall on deaf ears. People will still watch it, um, enjoy it, celebrate it and everything like that. Do you think, let me just ask you a quick question, just off the top of my head. Do you think <clears throat> that because... I know they're not allowed to say it officially. They're not meant to say it. Because so much money had been invested and because so many people had already died, do you think that's why they moved the tournament to the winter rather than take it away from them so that it wasn't all for nothing, so to speak? Uh, no, I think they moved it to the winter simply because of the outcry of uh, the dangerous heat for the public from our countries. Like They didn't give a shit about... The people that were coming over to work there, they cared about the people but what that I'm were going to go over there to spend money. What I'm saying is, the decision to move it to the winter as opposed to move it to another location. No, I don't think it had any bearing in it whatsoever. But you do, So you don't think at any point they would have considered another nation? No. But why move it to the... If that's the case then, and it's not nothing to do with the money spent or the people dying, why not move it to another country? I would imagine it's fairly simple that they continued paying people off. 
Did you think it's just a matter of corruption? Yeah, still I, do, I, do, I still think it's corruption. The fact that um, what's his name? Is it Platini? He's a uh, favourite to become the next head of French football. Yeah, God knows how. Um, <coughs> you know, he was, I, he I think was, it's that simple. He was right in the middle of the corruption shit. FIFA is corrupt top to bottom, and Infantino has gone in, changed nothing, said nothing, and he actually again. I, I don't understand how an election could be held unopposed. There should always be an opponent, and yet he got re-elected unopposed. Yeah, that um, that did make it interesting in a, um, in a corrupt thing or or <clears throat> an organisation that and, recently and had such corruption. And who else kept getting re-elected unopposed in FIFA and turned out to be corrupt? Set Blatter. So, you know, if for me, just whoa, for, hold on a minute. If you wanted to, um, that guy was corrupt. <laughs> well, just a little bit. He took a few. Only a little, okay, no, just a bit. He took a few like, watches, you know, that's a few mate, million. I just don't get the watches. Like, if I was going to bribe someone at no point it's would I be like... It's a way to do it without money exchanging hands. Yeah, but if it? I was going to bribe someone, I wouldn't be like, I'm going to get him a watch. I'd think car. No, because that's too obvious though, isn't it? That's too obvious. Everything's obvious when you're being that corrupt. They didn't try and hide it, let's well, be fair. No, but like if you hand someone a <clears throat> 250 gram Rolex that they can hide on their wrist under a sleeve, it's a bit less ostentatious than uh, giving them a Bugatti Veyron, Give them example. a fucking like, gift card. <laughs> I mean, like I'd, I'd value a gift card more, especially once you've been given a watch. Mm. That's it, you've got the watch, and that's fine, that's locked mm. in, that's in the bag. Another watch is not much good to me. No, but you can then flog that one. But a gift card? Yeah, to who? Who's out there buying Rolexes for like hundreds of that? No, okay, there is a market. Yeah. Mostly former sports stars. Fair yeah. enough. <clears throat> Fair enough. Rich people collect watches, though. They have a watch. I know. What so, is the watch fetish about? I think I think it's uh, just to go off tangent for a second. Oh, we're well off. Like, for we're example, well with a Rolex, um, from the moment you get the oyster case to the moment it's on someone's wrist... Um, it takes 12 months and there's over, I think it's 200,000 moving parts in a Rolex. I think there's this sort of, it's a prestige yeah, but I don't imagine it? they're all fucking like clock enthusiasts who are like, look no, at no, the mechanics No, it's status, it. isn't it? Rolex is status, but why is a watch a status thing? I don't, I like, why do people obsess over watches? It's just a show of wealth. It's the same as getting an expensive car. It's just a show of wealth. It's a show, it's the same as getting anything expensive that people can see. I just it's don't get the watch thing. I just don't get it. I, I don't know. I just think it's it's something that's expensive that you can wear on your body. Also, you're never going to beat a Casio. You get all your fucking Rolexes and shit. I've got a Psycho, mate. Seiko. I thought you. I thought Psycho was like some cheap knockoff brand. No, it's got Seiko. Was it given to you as a gift? No, it was my dad's. Oh, was it your dad's? Mm. He didn't get it through bribery. No, I'm not going to start accusing your dead dad of corruption. That no, would, I've got would, to say, my dad was a pretty upstanding, honest guy. I remember once being in a shop with him. What happened with uh, you then? They gave him an extra ten pound change, and we were. He got to the car and realised, and we went back. And I, I would. I've got to be honest. I don't know if I would. <laughs> Depends. The question is, how many strippers and coke can you get for that ten pound? Depends where you I go, just, mate. I just, I, I just realised in, in places like Newcastle, quite a lot. Been, in Croydon, quite a lot. It had been. I imagine. Imagine like having a stripper on a table in Greg's. Just Newcastle. Just remember, think of Greg's. Wow. That'd be good. Sausage roll stripper. But anyway, imagine um, the things she could do with that sausage roll. Yeah, no, we're getting distracted. Going back to uh, the Qatar World Cup. So you're... also, by the way, just quickly, Coke and hookers. Much better bribe presents than a watch. 
I guess so. I don't, no, I would prefer it to have a watch, personally. No, you wouldn't. I genuinely would. No, you wouldn't. I fucking would. Yeah, but the hooker can I don't tell you. Ta- the, I don't take drugs. The hooker I'm, can tell you the I, time anyway. And I've and I've got a I've got a girlfriend, fiance. I don't need her. He's like, that. what's the time? She'll tell you. <laughs> wow. Anyway, um, so your stance on it is that you would like to be I'd strong like to enough. Point, got it. You'd like to be strong enough to be able to say yeah, as a, you as could boycott it, but as you're admitting your flaws enough that you could see yourself being tempted into... As a human being, <clears throat> absolutely nothing about this. I want to make... I want everyone to... Like you, I want everyone to boycott it. I want to say... I want to, a strong show that mm. this was the wrong choice, that this will not be tolerated, that this is not okay. Mm. But yeah, I just don't know that I... After a day of work... I come home, football's on, would I watch it and mong out? Mm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Fair enough. But maybe not, because I said, like, it's the winter thing. There is something about the winter period. I know I Mm. keep saying it, but I get sick of football. We're currently in the winter period. I'm sort of done with it on telly. Mm. I'm absolutely, because it's just all the time. Every other day, you're like, I said, I think for me, I still enjoy watching football because I don't get a chance to watch it that much nowadays. So when I do, I do quite enjoy it. Um, I've got back into watching Match of the Day again, which I went off for a while. Um, So I I love They talk far too much on Match of the Day. They have, you get like 40 minutes into the show and you realise you've only watched like two games. It's a joke. It does does feel a a bit. It's a joke. Mm. Like, just show me the fucking highlights and get on with it. And then you get down to the back end of the games. Not to turn this into a criticism match day. You get into the last couple of games. It's right, like there's nil <clears throat> And they just go, um, they're not doing very well, are they? No, done. That's yeah. the discussion. You're like, hold on a minute. Where are the fucking analyse the tactics? And yeah. the fucking, this is bullshit. Yeah. Absolute bullshit. Yeah. What do you think, just while we're here, what do you think about the rumours that Gary Lineker in the next two years will step down and Jermaine Genus will replace him? I'm, I like Jermaine Genus. <clears throat> yeah, me too. I think he's done... Very well, and I think he's grown very quickly Don't into the role. Don't you think he's role. a bit smug, though? No, I think I think that just comes from the fact that everyone has this kind of bedding in period mm. <clears throat> where they learn the craft and they learn yeah. how to be a like, big... I think he's a very good pundit and analyzer of the game, without a doubt. It's a big difference being um, able to sit on TV and do it to someone rather yeah. than just analyzing it and whatever. <clears throat> it's a skill. Yeah. But I think he's done it very quickly. I think he's developed that skill very quickly. Yeah. He's sort of naturally... I mean, I love Alan Shearer, but I think he's considerably better than Alan Shearer um, at it. Yeah, I just think... I think, um, And it doesn't surprise me that Gary Lineker wants to step down either. I know he's being paid very well to do the job, but... I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. I think he feels very uncomfortable. Being just paid from... so much. Yeah. To... And and I think it's it's the ma- the, the, the the thing of... It's it's just come out how little everyone else does get paid. Yeah. So it's all well and good saying, well, just don't accept the contract. But you don't know what other people are on. No. It's only when you kind of, when these reports come out, and they've only come out in the last couple of years, that you see, oh, actually, but, I'm earning considerable amount more. But anyway, that's a subject we could uh, go on to another time. Um, but it's sort of... Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. But but for um, me, I don't know if Jermaine is a host. <clears throat> no, we'll find out. I think part of me, just to, just quickly, mm. part of me doesn't want him to be a host because the host is, is more of a, a moderator. Yeah. And I like you, I think he's a very good pundit. I'd yeah. like to see him continue to analyse. Mm. But whatever, that's... Yeah. Um, but yeah, so guys, let us know what you think <clears throat> about what I've said, whether you agree with anything I've said, whether 
you think you're going to be able to boycott it or if, if in all honesty you just don't want to you just want to be able to enjoy the World Cup not worry about what's happened and and just not ignore also, it I don't want to be horrible and say that people are, are, are deliberately ignoring it or but um, I think there's definitely an element in the media where it's there's only a select number of people that are actually talking about it and trying to I think in this country it's been very underplayed uh, massively um, we've been a bit and distracted I, and I think that's been yeah I know there's been a hell of a lot going on I can understand that um, but there's only there's always of, room at the end of the news for a sports story yeah absolutely um, but yeah so just let us know what you think also let us know what you think the real number is maybe you do think it's three I would if the official numbers from governments are things like in 10 years um nearly 1,500 people dying from Nepal, I would probably estimate the real number is going to be around the eight to 10,000 mark of people that have died. And that includes everyone, non-World Cup and World Cup. I think the World Cup is going to be, maybe we'll never find out, I think it's going to be about 3,500. Fair enough. But that's all. That sort of ties into what I'm saying. The non-World Cup number is around 4,000, and I think you double that with the World Cup. Um, with how much has been done with it, so. Um, but let us know. Tell us what you think the number. But yeah, is. let us know what you think. Um, also, I tell know. me if you think I should just shut up and stop being a snowflake, or whether you agree well, with I me. Well, I mean that's or... hard because I think a lot of people are going to, but it's got nothing to do with the topic of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, guys, <clears throat> I know we're banging on about it. We're going to keep banging on about it. Tell us why you should be on the pod. Tell us what we what should what we should be talk about, and why you should be on to talk about it with us. Yeah, absolutely. We've got space. We've got a, a lovely chair waiting for you, mm. and it's a metaphorical chair. I won't lie to you. You will be subject to horrible conditions, much like the migrant <laughs> workers. Oh, that's sad. We will take your passport. <laughs> <laughs> no, the government will do that to give you a blue one. Um, do, you know, do you know what? Even as I said the joke, there was a part of me that, and I'm usually not like this, but there was a part of me that's like, that might be a bit too far. Yeah. That might be a bit too cruel. Yeah. Um, we won't take your passports. No, we won't. You will be in very cramped conditions, though. Yeah, it's fairly cramped in here, but we're yeah. all right. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you for listening and uh, look after yourselves. Take care, guys. <laughs>